it is very fashionable today to be in support of universal health care or a right to health care. And I do not deny that people should have the right to health care. I think people should have the right to almost anything that is in demand with no violence or harm going to anyone else. And I would think that healthcare falls under one of these goods or services that can be provided in a market economy. And it has been beautifully. It's it's a health insurance that has been a huge supporter to the longevity and standard of well-being to many people in many societies. However, what we must discuss when looking at the economic perspective of healthcare and health insurance is the structure when you impose a universal healthcare onto a society, how the means to create this service are implemented. And that's very important. When you have universal healthcare that's provided by a government, uh, what you notice first off is that it's, it's supported through a perspective of morality. They think, uh, people think that, that paying out of pocket is not something that's worth considering rather than a single payer healthcare provider is really the only alternative. Why would we ever want people to pay out of pocket? This sounds very expensive. Um, as well, we have to understand that, that, well, let's begin with a market economy. In a market economy, healthcare is no different than any other service that's provided. The clients go to the companies that offer the best health protection at the best possible price. And when you have competition for this, this drives the cost down and provides people with the different options that they can choose from. And people are regarded by these health insurance companies and providers as assets. And yes, these companies are motivated by profits. This is a capitalist system. And this is better than the alternative. The alternative is universal health care. When you have a single payer form of providing health care, and this single payer is the government. And again, the government doesn't have money, people have money. So it's really funded via either taxation or uh, printed money, which is another form of taxation by lowering the value of the dollar. And um, what's very important to understand when having a universal healthcare system implemented into a society is the fact that people, the clients, the consumers are no longer regarded as assets as they were to the profit-motivated companies. People become liabilities. There is no longer an incentive to take care of people who do not directly consume or are patrons to the company that they're benefiting from. This is why hospitals and uh, healthcare workers are not incentivized in any way to provide any more protection for their customers because no one pays them directly. 
it comes from the government. So regardless of the healthcare that's provided to consumers, the doctors and, and the nurses are paid the same. It's, it's irrelevant what the outcome of the situation is. And what we need to do is look at history. Not many people know that Soviet Russia was home of socialized medicine. I, actually, that might have been Nazi Germany. They were also uh, one of the, the leading societies in, um, in socialized medicine. And socialized medicine is when uh, it's provided, medicine is provided by the government. And historically, the doctors in Soviet Russia were paid one-third the salary of bus drivers. Um, there was a joke that, that was, uh, they pretend to pay us and we pretend to work for them. As, as in the government pretends to pay us and we pretend to work for the government. And the, the way the system was set up was that the, the government would provide their education. We, we gave you this medical schooling. Now you owe us something. And uh, in return, we do not compensate you with wages. You are compensated with this uh, national pride that you're helping the greater community. And obviously, this is not a realistic incentive that drives people to operate to whatever capability or uh, other other measurement of uh, production that that people can be measured with. And so, in Soviet Russia, um, unfortunately people above the age of 65 were no longer viewed as productive members to a society. So if if anyone above the age of 65 were to go into a hospital, they would just be given aspirin and told to go home to say goodbye to their family because there's there's no point or no reason to work on them. You're, you're not a productive member of society. Why would we care for you? Why would we give you, you know, the treatment you, you need to keep living? And this is the whole issue, is when you have a universal healthcare system, you are off the profit-motivated uh, uh, system of, of capitalism, where you're, you're shooting at profits and making money. People, it, the whole system is set up by targets, and the targets in, in Soviet Russia were um, high occupancy and low mortality, which means a hospital full of healthy people, because if you have high mortality and low occupancy that's an empty hospital of dead people and then if you have uh high occupancy and high mortality that's that's a hospital filled with dead people and then if you have low occupancy and low mortality that's an empty hospital and no one's dying so the the target um for these socialist medical systems was uh in the hospitals was um, high occupancy and low mortality. That sounds great on paper. You know, it's it's our hospitals are working properly. They're providing treatment and not many people are dying. What happened was the way this target was set up was it was incentivizing the medical workers to push people out into the cold when they were about to die. They were given aspirin. They, they were literally told to go home because they did not want to put into their books the mortality rate in hospitals. They pushed people outside um and now a, a common response is is that oh the united states you know we would never let that happen and we need this universal health care because it's so expensive how are we gonna afford it or 
they want to privatize the healthcare that's going to ruin it. This is not true. What we see today is these insurance companies are involved with, with the government and they're able to charge cartel prices where they have these uh, uh, oligopolies or um, because there's so much legality uh, and registration involved in this that, that they become corporate. And um, and this is what what it's very comparable to the United States education system because the government has subsidized so many people going into universities. The universities are able to jack up the cost of tuition. That's why college is so expensive nowadays. And the solution is not to just have free education that will that will literally ruin what what it what a degree is supposed to represent it's supposed to represent that you've learned something and you'll learn nothing and um the cost uh for people who have to pay will become extraordinary and if you don't have to pay then you're not going to get an education just like in healthcare the government has uh involved itself opening the door to socialized medicine with obamacare it's not completely socialized medicine but it's it's the window to it and um they've subsidize so much of it that that these insurance companies are able to jack up the cost of what it what it should be in a market society in a market society with competition these are deflationary forces driving the prices down um but that's not what we have because we have this this crony capitalist this corporatist interventionist healthcare regulated society and that's what's what's hurting people the most um and if you want to fix it you get the government out of the industry of of medical services and and healthcare provision um and and the same thing with with academic institutions is you get the government its involvement out of these industries uh of course you know the government doesn't want to do this and a lot of people who support the government don't want this either they think what we need is a, a universal healthcare system, and if you look at the the research and the empirical evidence, it points that this will lower the cost and uh, and help the United States people. And I'm telling you, this isn't accurate. People point to Singapore. Singapore has a population of less than six million people. They can afford marginally um, better healthcare because it's not provided to so many people in a country with a population of 334 million people having universal health care is uh is 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 not not equivalent to peace and prosperity um as yuri maltsov said who gave a excellent uh talk at the mises institute about socialized medicine he said as nasty and as disgusting as slavery is You'd rather be a private slave than a public slave, because when you are a public, when you're a private slave, you're an asset. You know you're worth something to your owner. When you're a public slave, you're no longer an asset. You're only a liability, and you become a liability to the worst owner of all, the government. And this is why these uh, these socialist societies. This is why they kill. Because they have to, um, and uh, and it's very dangerous. And they they will kill in the United States if we have socialized medicine. Um, 
that's why it's so important to be right about this and not let the government involve itself more into this. And I don't have the answer how to stop it. I don't, I don't know, like, the legality means to eliminating the government's role from from uh, involving itself in, in Medicaid and Medicare and, and the provision of uh, health care. But I just know philosophically, historically, and theoretically that the government's involvement in anything is the best way to screw an industry up and to result in shortages and surpluses. Typically shortages of the things that are desired most. Thank you.